Now, with the draft coming right up, it's an exciting time, and we've got two people from the Claremont Tigers that are joining us today to be our first two to come on the podcast in the studio, on camera for the first time as well. So, um, a lot of nerves. I told you boys to make sure you were looking really pretty, and you've done that. Gilbs and Ed Allen. Sam Gilby, Ed Allen. Boys, how are we? Very well. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, too easy. Now, boys, obviously, you know, draft year, you know, all the media stuff you've done. As far as everything that's coming up, pressure of everything, everything you've got to do this year, where does the road to the draft finale in about three weeks' time come? Um, well, I guess for me, I'm not going to be partaking in the big game, yep. so I'm not too nervous. Um, I'll still come along, though, and talk some shit, um, get into a few boys. You can do the Nathan O'Driscoll hosting role. Yeah, yeah, I can help you out with that, but yeah, I'm not too nervous for it. Yeah, obviously pretty nervous, been the whole year building up to it, so... Yep. Um, a lot of nerves, but feeling prepared, and yeah, we'll see how we go. All right. Now, Gilbs, I want to start with you. Firstly, a bit about your path through state footy. Now, you started uh, schoolboys under-12s, and then it's nothing up until last year with the under-17s, but it was a great year in the under-17s. When you miss those years of state footy, and, you know, there's those players that have been playing in each and every year, I guess, do you feel like you're falling behind from those players, or do you feel like, uh, I don't know, you were you know, getting less opportunities as a result of that? Um, I think, you know, it's a bit of everything, I'd say. Um, I probably wasn't big enough. I probably wasn't, like, my skills went up to scratch. So I guess it was just more of, like, a reminder that I need to go and, and go away and work on some things. But, yeah, like like you said, being added to the 17s and 18s and um, playing, some, playing some good footy was, um, yeah, really good. Yep. Now, what do you think are some things that you got from missing out on those years or some lessons you learned from missing out on those years that you wouldn't otherwise have learned or been able to do if it was for playing state footy throughout that time? I just think, like, you, you always can get a second chance. Like, if you if you don't make a team or you get cut from a team, like, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, you can always come back next year and make the next ones. And, yeah, just going away and working on a few things that I need to work on. Like, yeah, probably need to put a bit more size on, work on my skills a little bit. And, um, yeah, so went away and did that. All right, just grab the mic a bit closer to you as well. Yeah. Um, now, as far as when you do come back to that, how many of the boys from your 12s days were still there in that state squad? Actually, quite a few. Um, like Buzz, Cleaver, Josh Draper, Jed Adams, Hags. There'll be more, but um, yeah, like actually quite a few of us, which is pretty surprising. Yeah, sure. now... Ed, I couldn't actually find as much about your state footy days. It, it yeah. was tough to find. You, you look up Ed Allen and all it is is just posts about you and your dad's relation. But as far as your state footy journey goes, yeah. where did state footy start for you? What years were you playing? What yeah. did you take away from your state footy? Um, yeah, so I never tried out early days. Um, so I didn't try out for the 12s or 15s. I was probably always a bit skinny and small. So, um, And yeah, also I think at footy that age, it's more about having fun with your mates more than probably taking it serious. So it's probably good up to that Um to that extent that I started in the 16s, so it was a squad of 40, squad of 40 so I started off there. Um, so, yeah, that was through the futures at Claremont, and then so I got into the 16s and then 17s last year. Um, so, yeah, and then this 18s this year. So I've been pretty fortunate that um, I've got – we've had three years in a row. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so those last three years have been in the WA squad. Yeah, and as far as, I guess, the relations you make, and we'll talk specifically about this relationship, you know, with the boys at Claremont, the boys you played through state footy, 
you know, I guess when you're younger, you, it's weird to have friends away from school. You know, most yeah. of your friends are just within school. You know, what are the friendships like and the relationships you like and how do they help you with your footy, you know, going forward, the, the friendships you make in state and Claremont? Yeah, there, there's definitely a really close... It was a really close group with the 18s this year. Um, probably wasn't reflected fully in our performance on field, but, um, it was yeah, it was a really close group. There was a lot of Claremont boys as well, So and you're pretty much with each other nearly every day. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of great mates there. Um, so that definitely helped on field a bit, I think, but it probably wasn't reflected too well by our performance. But especially we're going from 16s to 17s to 18s, it was, it was a pretty similar group, um, and there's a lot of Claremont boys. So, yeah, you make, make pretty good mates there. Yeah, and the same for you, Gilbs, I guess, you know, through 17s and 18s, and even the boys you would have met at 12s, how have those relationships, I guess, affected your footy and just, I guess, your life as a whole? Oh, yeah, I guess, like, for me, coming back into the program in the 17s, like, I already knew a few people, so it made it a lot easier. And, yeah, like like Ed kind of said, we also do a lot of, like, team-building stuff at the at the state program at Claremont, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we end up getting to know each other really well. And, you know, you, you get, get a few good mates out of it and you get to know everyone really well. And, um, yeah, I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, now, Ed, I do want to talk about, obviously, your dad did play a fair few games of footy, um, and Hawthorne and Hawthorne fans would be quite livid because he was about three games off Father Sons. Now, we can talk about him as much as we like. He finished playing before any of us were even born, so I'm sure none of us have seen him play, but what, I guess, relationship did your dad have with your own footy growing yep. up? Um, yeah, so he's probably been my biggest role model in um, support in footy. Um, he was my coach early days at Mosin Park. So, um, yeah, he was a big help there, but probably he's probably just there for feedback. Um, and he, he's been good. He's, he's never, like, pushed playing footy on me. He, doesn't want, he just wants me to go out and have fun with my mates. So, he's yeah, he definitely doesn't push and wants me to go out there and dominate. He just wants – he's just a good support, and he's there if I need him. So, um, yeah, I always lean on him for feedback, and he's the first person I go to to ask questions and go, use for tips. Um, so, yeah, he's probably been my biggest role model. Yep, and both of you were PSA schooling system boys. Now, I've only really learnt about the private schools through doing this. Um, Como Secondary is quite far from being a private school, quite far from the bourgeois that you boys have. But as far as the football goes within private schools, you know, when did you guys first start footy at your schools, you know, Hale and Scotch? And when did you first really break into the, the first team and make it your own? Yeah, um, it's a really good league, the PSA. Um, last year, there was, a, there was a lot of boys drafted from the system. Um, yeah, I was. I started playing first in year eleven. Um, yeah, so I, we had a, we had a really good team. We made, we've won the last three years, Scotch. So I managed to win two Alcos. Um, so yeah, we had a great team when I was in year eleven and twelve. Um, oh, I didn't play in year ten. I was probably still a bit skinny and small. So um, yeah, so I played in the last two years and I had a lot of fun there. It was probably the best fun I've had playing footy um, with all of my schoolmates. But yeah, it's definitely a really strong comp. Last year, there was a lot of people got drafted. So, um, it was probably the, one of the strongest comps there's been last year. So yeah, every game was pretty tough. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, probably started playing footy at Hale. I, I was, I was in the junior school at Hale. So since about year five and yeah, like PSA, it's just like, yeah, so much fun. Um, some of the best memories, but yeah, I started trained with the first in year 10 when they had, had a super team. So didn't get a game. I think they didn't lose a game that year and they had a percentage of about 300. So, um, yeah, it was pretty tough to crack a, crack a gig in there. But, yeah, played 11 and 12. Um, came close to winning an Alco. Probably probably could have snuck on in there in year 11. But, um, 
It was a pretty tight game up at Hale against one. Yeah, of, I saw a bit of shaking the head day. there from Ed. Yeah, no, not not, not close. I don't <laughs> yeah. hit the post about three times in the last quarter, and we lost. I think we kicked probably like five goals, twelve or something. And yeah, so um, Scotch too good, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, it just seems that know. way. Yeah, but um, yeah, we came close a couple of times, but yeah, not, not enough. I want to ask your opinion on something as well, completely unrelated. I don't know if you boys saw the APS in Melbourne. Yeah. How it finished on a draw yeah. for the last game yeah. and it was shared. How would you boys feel about that if that happened between Scotch and Hale? I'd be happy. Um, yeah, the, well, the last game to to win the Alco was actually Scotch and Hale last um, year, and Scotch got the win. But um, yeah, it, it's a weird concept. Definitely wouldn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. Quite drawing it. Um, it's, yeah, it's been drawn like a couple times, but yeah, yeah, there is really joint really winners because there's oh, that's there's, gross. There's yeah. no finals. Yeah, yeah do they not do it's like percent, do they do percentage nah. at all or? Nah. That's so gross. Now I will talk about I guess the players that are playing there with you, Gilbs. I'll start with you. As far as players. You look up to when you're young and looking at these, you know, older blokes in the PSA or even blokes your own age like Neil Erasmus who's gone on to play AFL. I believe Mitch Georgiatis was also one of the older boys. Who were some of the players you really looked up to, learnt from, drew inspiration from, you know, at Hale? Um, I guess at Hale, yeah, like like you said, playing a lot with Neil. Like I played, yeah, many years with Neil at Hale um, and yeah, just seeing the way he kind of went about it last year and the way he trained and his, his dominance in the PSA last year was was something that really motivated me and then yeah I guess like um I don't know about you but like I went to a lot of the games a lot of the first games like as a year seven eight nine student and you see players like yeah Mitch Georgiades and then there's a few boys that are playing league now Claremont Anthony Davis Max Spivey those kind of boys that were that were tearing it up back then um so yeah like it gets you pretty excited to to play at that level when you get old enough yeah, and Ed, I couldn't find as many from Scotch. I think the last one was Bailey Banfield, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But, you know, champion team instead of a team of champions, still got the results. Yeah. Who were some of the players you looked up to growing up at, at Scotch? Yeah, I was going to say Bailey Banfield. Um, my brother, I was I always watched both my brothers playing because they're both older than me. So um, when I was probably, I would have been year seven, I was always the runner and water boy for their team. So, yeah, I was running out. Cam Green was playing, who's playing cricket yeah. for Australia. Nice. So, um he was always slurping down bottles of water. Um, he was cramping up a fair bit. So, yeah, I was running next to him. Um, and he, he, I think he was leading goal kicker in the league. Um, so he was a good player as well. But, yeah, people like Bailey Bamford as well, watching them run around. Um, but, yeah, it, it, always, it was always good fun to watch as a youngster. But, um, yeah, we probably haven't had heaps of draft days in recent years. We've had really even teams, which is probably um, one of the reasons we've, we've gone so well. Um, we've had such even teams. But, yeah, probably Bailey Bamford's for the biggest one. Yeah, we, when Cam like got his first test call up, did you flick him a message like, "Hey Cam, just Ed here. Oh. Don't know if you remember me drinking you getting nah, some water." He, he wouldn't remember me. He's good. He's good mates with my brother though. Yeah. So um, yeah, my, he's he keeps in contact with my brother. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I did not. And I guess as far as the standards go and the work that actually gets put in, you know, you hear a lot about you know there's great coaching, there's great stuff and all that. But from each of your schools individually, what was the program like? You know, what were you doing? in terms of working on your footy at school? Um, yeah, well, Steve Malaxis was our coach um, in year 11 and 12, and he, he's, he's, a, he's probably the, one of the funnest coaches I've played under. Um, he, he, used, he was pr- pretty notorious for in his East Romano games for being pretty harsh back in the 90s when he coached at East Ferro, but um, he's probably eased up a bit at school coaching um, year 12. But, um, yeah, it was pretty – pre-season wasn't huge. Um, a lot of the guys did pre-season, like with Claremont, so – I was doing pre-season with the Claremont for most of the time and then you come in and do a bit of running and stuff at Scotch. But, um, yeah, the, the training was always great at Scotch. Um, 
But yeah, it was more pre. You know, more do pre season at like your waffle club, and then come back in and then do it a bit at school. But yeah, it was mainly the waffle club you're training with. Yeah, and for you, Gilbs. Yeah, so our coaches, Jason Norris and Brad Weir, both played AFL, and yeah, they coached coached the first day day in there for about like over ten years now. So they're both really good, and yeah, like Ed kind of said, um, a lot of the boys are doing waffle waffle pre seasons, whether it be at Claremont, some of the boys up at West Perth, Subi. All those kind of clubs, but yeah, like if for the boys that aren't doing waffle pre season, they usually do a bit of running and train a couple times a week, and then in season, yeah, training a couple times a week and doing a few gym sessions, and yeah, that's about it. Now, excluding each other, who would you say is the toughest player you played on in the PSA? Um, I played on Neil for the last game last year, and I was, that was pretty tough. He was probably averaging forty touches a game. Um, we managed to get the win that day, but yeah, he he, was, he probably had about thirty five. Um, and I think he was on one leg as well. So, yeah, that, that was pretty tough. He's probably the toughest. I played on Buzz as well, Jad Buzzlinger, yep. when he was playing centre forward, and he he dominated, took a few good pack marks while I was playing on him. So um, they were probably the toughest too. Um, I'd probably go I'd probably go Jesse Motlop. Um, yep. Yeah, he's yeah pretty crafty, very good small forward around goals and super quick. Um so, yeah, I, I had the match-up on him a couple of times when we played Aquinas, but sometimes some of the other blokes had him, which I was pretty happy for. Um, but, yeah, I had the match-up on him a couple of times, and he's a really good player. Yeah. Now, Gilbs, you still do coaching. Is it with the school or is it outside of the school? You still do coaching with the school? Yeah, I coach this year, yeah. Yeah, w- what's that been like, I guess, you know, having to coach? What, what sort of hours are you putting in there? Why did you want to do coaching? And what kind of a coach are you? Um. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, one of the one of the teachers that have kind of reached out to me before before the start of the season and asked if I wanted to coach coach some of the year eight boys. Um, so yeah, like most of the, they like to bring like old boys back to coach. Um, Ed's done some coaching at Scotch, and yeah, so I got got um, got handed the eight bees, the eight bees lads. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, no, nah, they're a really good group of boys. But yeah, mainly I just. Try to try to make him have fun, or make sure they're having fun and not taking it too serious. Because like, yeah, just getting the message, try and enjoy it while they can. And if they win, that's a bonus. They had a few good wins this season. Um, but yeah, like throw the magnets around a little bit. Yeah. Um, bit of a mastermind on the board, but you know, um, yeah, no, nah, it was good fun though. All right, and then he, he mentioned you've got a bit of coaching <laughs> yeah. career as well. How did that go? Oh, I was coaching the the five the five six C's cricket. Okay. So it was the worst cricket team in the school. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I hope none of them are watching. Yeah, so it, probably, it, probably, it was more babysitting than coaching. Um, yeah, the boys ran a muck on a Tuesday morning. Um, yeah, so they were tough to look after. So, yeah, there wasn't much coaching going on. It was more teaching them how to bowl. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, probably, probably not a great coaching experience, but got a bit of cash out of it so I was happy with that. Oh that's good. Did you ever like just go in the net yourself and just start tonking them or like just start yeah. like, express at them without a helmet? No, nah, I had a stressy in my back so I couldn't I wasn't bowling too much. I was more just throwing it down to them but they all they always wanted to ask me to go and have a bat so every now and then I'd go and just smash it straight back at them and yeah, yeah. as you should teach those little show shits. Them, show them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now as far as pre-season work goes, both of you had setbacks throughout pre-season. You had that that those eye lower back issues as you yep. mentioned and Gilbs you had glandular fever. I guess in terms of the work you can be doing, because, you know, this is probably your biggest pre-season today, or it would have been, how limited were you to the work you were wanting to do and what kind of work were you able to put in over the pre-season? Yeah. I was, prob- I was probably the fittest I've ever been in the pre-season. Um, I picked up my back injury in late Feb. So I, I'd done 
all of December and all of Jan preseason. I was yeah, I was going pretty well in the time trials. Um, so it was definitely really disappointing to get injury. Um, yeah, so I was yeah, so it was obviously disappointing to I uh, miss out a fair chunk of the season. Um, but yeah, I was able to do most of the preseason, but then yeah, getting injury is kind of deloaded so I kind of got rid of most of the work I'd done so I was coming back pretty um underdone so yeah it was it was definitely disappointing yeah I guess um yeah my pre-season was it was pretty up and down um I kind of went through patches probably since about since about probably December like where I was feeling pretty good or feeling pretty average so like some weeks I'd be able to train good some weeks um I was feeling pretty shit and wasn't able to train that well but um, yeah, it kind of went through kind of waves up until the start of the season where I was feeling pretty consistently, consistently average. I was still fit and, and um, feeling feeling all right physically, but yeah, just just a bit of lingering kind of glandular fever, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah, went and had a blood test and came back with that, and um, yeah, kind of just had to do nothing for about five six weeks. So yeah, it was kind of pretty similar to Ed. Had to get back into it after that, uh, do a bit of a mini pre season before I came back to start playing footy again. Yeah, now Gilbs, for you, fortunately, you got to play the majority of the season before having a second setback with your broken leg. Um, you know, unable to perform in the national combine. How do these setbacks, I guess, affect you mentally? Because it is it is such a big year, and you know, at, at your age, you know, when you're a young man, the, these sort of things can really affect you really easily. How did they affect you mentally? Um, yeah, well, I guess like you know, obviously, you want to be doing everything you can in this year to kind of impress and um, and show like what you've got um but yeah like I guess I haven't been able to do them and um like mentally I guess I'm just trying to be trying to be as positive as I can like I can't control the things that are happening and I can't you know go back in time and not get sick or not break my leg so um, I'm just yeah doing everything that I can to kind of get it better and keeping positive because like I guess yeah being negative isn't gonna you know change anything yeah, now, Ed, you copped the short end of the stick. I believe you got six games in this year, five Colts, one state. Uh, you did get to do the National Combine, which obviously you did pretty well and people would know by now. But as far as that setback goes, you know, you have such limited opportunities. What kind of pressure, or did you feel any extra pressure, you know, knowing you had so so limited opportunities to impress? Um, yeah, probably a bit of extra pressure going into games. Um, yeah, I, I probably didn't try and focus on it too much, but um, it was in the back of my mind that, I had to impress pretty early coming back. So that was definitely one of my goals to come back and um, play consistent and play and yeah, play well pretty much straight away because I didn't have much time. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind, but when you're out there, you're not really thinking about like going out there and needing to play well. You're kind of just going out there and trying to get the win. So um, it was in the back of the mind, but um, yeah, I was more just trying to go out there and have fun with my mates. Um, so I wasn't thinking about it too much. Yeah, now, while you did miss, you know, that, that great deal of opportunities, what kind of work were you able to put in, you know, while yeah. you have that back issue to to make sure you were as ready to go as possible when you did get those yeah. opportunities? Um, I was able to do off-leg stuff pretty much the whole time. Or I probably missed the first two, the first two weeks was resting. But um, after that, I was able to go straight into on the bike and doing swimming. So um, that was my aerobic fitness stuff I was doing. Um, and I was able to get into running fairly early as well. But... Um, match fitness is, is very different so um it definitely yeah i still wasn't able to get up to my full um fitness space on, that i was in at pre-season which is annoying so i was probably coming back in still not at 100 percent um so but yeah i was always i was in the gym the whole time as well i was doing pilates twice a week so yeah i was able to do a lot of stuff i was able to do a lot of gym that probably helped it 
me get back quicker than I would have otherwise been able to. So um, that definitely helped. But yeah, I, don't, I probably wasn't able to come back in at my full fitness um, base that I was I wanted to be in, which was a bit annoying. Yeah. Now with both of you f- experiencing such, you know, big setbacks in such an important year, what's a lesson or, or something you've taken away from that that you can, you know, take into future years at hopefully an AFL level? What's something really important you learned through the setbacks you faced this year? Um, I think for me, it'd probably just be a bit of patience and, and resilience, um, like being able to bounce back from, from being sick and obviously I'll have to bounce back from this leg, but yeah, um, and also patience, yeah, just waiting for things to kind of happen, waiting for them to get better because um, you can't, I guess, like when I was sick, I couldn't couldn't really rush getting better. Um, there was nothing I could really do to make it happen quicker and it's kind of the same. Same with my leg, um, can't really rush it, just got to wait for it to heal. So I guess those are two pretty, I'd say two pretty valuable lessons because um, I guess like if you're in an AFL system, you're not playing every, might not be playing every week, you've got to be pretty patient until you get your chance. Um, so yeah, I think they're pretty valuable. Yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth there. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I, I tried to come back, I probably, now that I think about it in hindsight, a bit too early and I kind of not redid it, my back, but I, I kind of tweaked it and set myself back like another two weeks, um, like halfway through. So that was probably, that was very annoying. Um, and yeah, probably have, being being patient and like wait, and waiting my turn and waiting for it to fully be right to go is probably the big, would be a, a big um, learning that I would take out of it. Um, yeah, as you said, going to an AFL system, um, yeah, you, you need to be patient and yeah, you might not be playing every week, so... Being patient to get your go is definitely a good, a good thing to take out of the injury. So you're telling me the 25 touches you averaged this year were with a bit of a sore back still? Oh no, nah, I was no, nah, I was <laughs> no, nah, I was I was fine um, when I was playing, but I was still probably just my aerobic fitness wasn't that 100. percent Yeah. Now, as far as I guess something a bit more positive goes, though, it still didn't have a great ending last year's Waffle Colts Grand Final. Uh, getting to play it off to stadium. Now, the result obviously a bit shit. Gilbs, I'm pretty sure you copped a knock to the knee at some yeah. stage pretty early into the game. But going out playing at Optus with and against such quality opposition, what's what's that whole experience like? If you know going out and just seeing this huge stadium all around you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I actually played on Optus the week before. Oh, jeez, so, brag about it. So, um, yeah, no, it was good to good to go two weeks in a row. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, it was really good, and especially playing with all the Claremont boys. Like, we had a really good group last year, and we all really got, got along well. So, yeah, like, it was just lots of banter before the game, and, yeah, to run out with the boys on Oaptus. Um, we didn't get the result we wanted, obviously, but, yeah, like, it was super, super cool to play on that stadium that, that the AFL boys get to play on every week. Yeah, I was, I was probably I, – I got a court pretty early on in the game in the yeah. calf as well, so I was – I was kind of hobbling about a bit, hobbling around. Um, so that was annoying. But um, yeah, and it was, it was also a very disappointing performance. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, Swans were a great team last year. But um, yeah, we also had a great team, and it was pretty disappointing how we played. Um, and yeah, I wasn't very happy with my performance. But yeah, it was definitely good to get out there on Optus. Um, the wind swirls around a bit on there, and it's it's good fun to be around and look at yeah, look, yeah, looking up at the stands. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and looking at being on the ground, looking up at the stands, it's pretty. Pretty confronting, but yeah, you get used to it, and it was good to have a bit of a crowd there as well. Yeah, I was gonna try and get that sorted for the road of the draft finale, but something else popped oh, up, so I couldn't, couldn't get it done. Oh, bit of a stitch yeah. up. Would have been Gilb's home ground anyway. He would have yeah, come back yeah. for injury for that. Yeah. But as far as playing in a grand final for footy, you know, and at Waffle Colts level as well, it, they get pretty rowdy. Some of the crowds that do come down. Um, 
you know, what, what's that pressure like of going out the week building up to it, knowing you're in a grand final the night before, you know, everything you're doing, you're still at school that week, I'm pretty sure, yep. you know, what's that pressure like or what's the difference like of playing in a grand final mentally compared to other games? The Swans crowd's always pretty rowdy as well. They get, they get <laughs> yeah. a fair few supporters down um, and they had a lot of boys that were pretty loud in the, in the stand. So it was, pre- it was pretty funny to hear them. Um, but yeah, in terms of the week leading up to it, uh, we were at school, so we weren't really thinking about it too much. Um, but yeah, I was, I was more just excited more than anything. Um, like being in the rooms before the game was, was really cool to just be walking around knowing you're about to run onto Optus. Um, so yeah, it wasn't much wasn't much nerves. It was more just excitement. Um, but yeah, it was definitely cool to be out on the ground and you're getting yelled at by some Swans fans. It was pretty funny. Yeah. No, yeah, same kind of thing. Like during the week at school, probably not thinking about it as much. You kind of just try and keep it all the same what you've done all, all year but yeah I guess I was, I was probably a little bit nervous the night before the game probably a bit more nervous than I would normally be and probably a bit more nervous um, on the bus when we had to get the bus from Claremont um, all the way into Optus with all the boys probably pretty, I was pretty nervous on that but um, yeah like once once we got to the rooms it was all pretty much excitement and just going through kind of game day routines and stuff going to have a kick on the ground before the game which is pretty cool um, and yeah it was more just excitement leading up to the bounce. Were you giving the boys a bit of a pre-game speech about your experience from Optus the week before? <laughs> nah, nah, they didn't want to hear it. Yeah, fair enough. Now, as far as uh, Gilbs for you pre-season goes w- with the West Coast Eagles, you got to do a bit there. How was that experience, you know, going out, being alongside some, some pretty big boys and how far off the pace did you feel when you were out there having a kick with those boys? Um, yeah, no, it was really good, really good to go into the Eagles and have that experience. Like, yeah, meeting so many of the players that you kind of looked up to um being an Eagles fan myself um yeah like I've watched them watched them all growing up and so yeah going to meet them and have a kick with them was pretty cool um but yeah I guess like we did a few training drills and stuff and yeah they're just like really big bodies and they pulled me out of a few drills they didn't want me to get killed but um Nah, yeah, it was it was really cool. Was there anything you took away, or I, I guess noticed in that time that you were there that you you took into I guess just footy in general? I just think um, just like the kind of intensity, like when they're training, like they're on, they're not, they're not messing around. They're trying to, you know, hit every kick and, and make everything count. Um, not, no one's going through the motions there. It's, yeah, like it's pretty serious during training. But then like, yeah, once it's done, you can go have a chat with them, have a laugh with them. But yeah, like when it's on, it's, it's on. Yep, and as far as state footy goes for both of you this year, um, getting to be with the boys, Ed, you obviously had your back issues, so you couldn't only, I think it was just the one game you managed, but as far as still getting to be with the boys, you know, the first state champs back in however many years, what's that like, the trainings, just the the general moments you're spending alongside the boys, uh, you know, with the state program? Um, Yeah, it was great. I was... I was obviously injured for a fair bit of it, so a lot of the training was on the side r- lines, just doing laps of the Optus North Oval, so that wasn't great fun. But, um, yeah, I was, also, I was doing a bit of running with Gilbs, and that was good fun, a bit of with Dan Curtin, so that was fun. But, yeah, it went to get the last game, and it was great fun. It was annoying it wasn't at Optus. Um, it was at West Perth, but, um, yeah, it was definitely good fun to be out there. And it was my first full game of the year as well, so just being out on the ground was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, the pressure obviously goes up a fair bit in the state games. It's it's a fair bit quicker. Um, I was playing on the wings. So it was probably it's position I've played for most of my junior career, so I probably felt a bit more comfortable there. Um, yeah, and the boys were great as well. First game, they knew it was my first game back, so they helped me out a fair bit. Um, but yeah, it was great fun. All right, just before you do answer, Gills, obviously 
one game you played in state footy. It was the one win for WA this year. Are you saying that you were the difference in this game? Oh, I don't know. I played the one game last year and we got the win as well, so it must be the lucky charm. <laughs> yeah. And Gills, as far as you go uh, with state footy, you know, getting to be around the boys, um, you know, travelling with the boys as well. How was that state footy experience for you this year? Oh, yeah, no, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like like we've kind of said all before, like it's a really good group there. Um, we all get along really well. And, yeah, like I really enjoyed all the trainings this year, like, um, you've got some of the most skilled players kind of around WA, so the training's always really high standard, which I've enjoyed. Um, I guess, yeah, when I was coming back from being sick, um, yeah, all the boys getting around me and, yeah, like Ed said, doing a bit of running, chasing each other around Optus North. Um, yeah, no, but I really enjoyed the whole year and the whole experience with them. All right, now, Gilbs, you've obviously got a, a bit of a larger sample size for this, but I want to ask about a few other players. Firstly, who is the toughest player you played on from another state? Who was, I guess, the, a player from another state that impressed both of you the most? I'd go either probably Alan Davey from Vic Metro or he's actually an underage from South Australia, um, Ashton Moyer. Yep. He was, he was a really good player. Um, yeah, well, I've certainly played the one game. Um, Mateus Philippou. Kicked a really good goal. I lined up on him for a bit. He, actually, he kicked a goal, running goal from 50. Then he was, I wasn't playing on him then. Then he runs straight next to me on the wing. So it looks like I was playing on him. So <laughs> it's not a great look. But, um, yeah, no, nah, he, he was pretty impressive. And that, that goal was really impressive. So that's probably the one thing that stands out. Yep. And as far as WA goes, obviously, Rube's got state MVP and had a, had a great series. But who's someone from WA that as you didn't expect to perform to that level or someone that just really impressed you as a whole with the quality of their performances? Um, I reckon Darcy. Yep. He's just you know like you look at him, he's not very tall. He's pretty pretty lightly built, but like the way he just moves and obviously he moves pretty well. He broke the agility record at the at the combine, but yeah, like it's just like you just look at him. He gets the ball, picks it up, and he's like weaving around people out of a pack, bursts out of the stoppage. It's just like, yeah. Just repping the short kings as well, yeah, which is kings. great. Yeah, so I reckon you could do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've been trying it's to... probably been learning from you. Yeah, well, I've You're been trying to say that. Everyone, I saw a baseline at the Metro game. Yeah. I was at that game and the baseline boys came up to me. And I, I tried like... um. He's metaphorically sucking Darcy off to them. I was like, mate, you guys have got to get onto this Darcy Jones fella. Like, everyone was like, get onto this Darcy Jones fella. No offence to you boys, but just trying to uh, make sure the short kings get get lifted up. Yeah. Ed, as far as you, the WA boys, who, who yeah. really impressed you? Um, yeah, you mentioned Ruben. He came straight back. He came straight into the 18s and impressed really early on. He was a really hard trainer. Another one, Steely Green. He came, yep. stra- he came straight back into the 18 squad after not um, – he, he's picked up footy pretty quickly. Um, he's only played for a few years. And he's yeah he's done well at league level, but he, he came straight into the eighteen squad um, and was a pretty big leader in the group, and was also yeah he was good on field as well. So he was probably the biggest one. It, it impressed, just came straight in and impacted very well. Yeah, now I feel like I probably know the answer, but who was the most annoying bloke uh, in the state program from WI? I think we all know the answer to that. Yeah. Oh, I can. There's probably two. Yeah, it's probably either Elijah or. Claves. Yeah, oh, I was, was going to add Chuck Sauce in there as well. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was definitely it was definitely yeah. only Claves that came to mind. Yeah, no, nah, Claves is nah. the big Claves is the biggest pest. But um, yeah, so- Sauce and Elijah would probably travel pretty close behind. Yeah. If there was anyone I would want to clean sweep in a game of road to the draft pick, it's probably Claves. So yeah. pretty yeah. happy I got that yeah. one done out of anyone. Yeah, now, 
Yeah, I'm sure it's probably hurt him a little bit. Um, <laughs> Hasn't recovered yet, I reckon. Yeah, and his sister's on first next year. So oh. that's extra pressure, extra pressure for him to perform yeah. in the finale. Um, now, Gilbs, as far as uh, the National Academy goes for you, um, obviously you, you did have your glandular fever and you did miss out on uh, the big, uh, I guess, National Academy game, which was a bit stiff. But as far as you know, the moments you still got to have with those boys, getting that call up to the National Academy... Um, you know, being amongst the best players in Australia, what's that whole experience like? What actually goes on within the National Academy that we wouldn't know about? Um, oh, it's nothing, nothing too different. Probably, probably wouldn't. Yeah, you'd probably expect everything. But um, yeah, like we got to got to have some pretty good access when we went over to some footy clubs. Like we went went to Essendon, went went into Carlton, went into um, down to Hawthorne and and saw all their facilities and got to train there. Um, but yeah, like few other we got got to go to the nike store and get a get a nice little discount yeah. there so that was pretty handy but um yeah no nah, like it was a really good experience to go over and kind of meet all the other boys from the other states like see how they go about it a little bit and um yeah like obviously there's a lot of good players there so um and to see see them play against against collingwood vfl was was really good as well Yep. Now, as far as the national combine goes, uh, Gilbs, it was pretty rough for you again. Another thing you've yeah. missed out on this year. But um, as far as getting to go to Melbourne and again being surrounded by, you know, about seventy other blokes who are, you know, the best in Australia. You know, all these reporters, all the media, all this staff, the coaching staff, the recruiters that are all there. What's it like within, you know, the combine area? What is the experience like being at the national combine? Um, probably a lot more boring than you think. Yep. Um, a lot of sitting around. We were waking up at 4am per time, so we were half asleep for most of it. Um, and you have an interview, but you have a club interview about every 30 minutes. So Don't get fed well either. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have a question about that that yeah. I've been sourced. But yeah, half, half the time, when you're not, the first two days, you're either doing interviews or media. And then if you're not doing that, you're just sitting around, maybe getting some uni work in, if not yeah. just having a yarn to shifter, who's, um, who's a big legend. Or um, yeah, just sitting around... Um, twitching your thumbs, so yeah, there's a lot of lot of sitting and waiting around going, but it's definitely cool to be um in the environment. Everywhere you look, there's a there's a star player that you've seen play, um, and obviously a lot of all the clubs were there, um, and be just being in Marvel Stadium, in all the corporate boxes. So yeah, it was pretty cool to look around and yeah, get the free feed. Yeah, and you see some pretty like you see some people walking around. You probably wouldn't sit normally see walking around like Sam Mitchell. Jared yeah. Ruffhead, a few of the co- Vossi. Michael Voss. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a few of those, like Robbie Gray was there, um, Kane Lambert. So, yeah. like It's, it's pretty, pretty weird pretty when cool. you see those people. Yeah. Ruffy was at the Vic Metro game yeah. and I really wanted to go up to him, but I also just thought, you know, from one, like, you know, draft eye to another, yeah. maybe we just have that mutual respect <laughs> of, like, yeah, yeah. you know, just like, not, a, yeah, not. like I figured if we made eye contact, it was about 50 metres yeah, behind me upstairs. Need, don't need words. Just, yeah, I was going to just, just sort of just try and angle at him. We didn't make eye contact, but I think he knew. That yeah. I was there and who I was. Um, now, as far as the conversations with the clubs go, what are they like? Like, are they actually interesting? You know, I, I feel like there used to be a lot of really weird questions, but now I feel like they've sort of dimmed down on the really weird questions. What are the conversations like that you're having with the clubs? Yeah, I don't reckon. Yeah, I haven't had any any two like out there questions. They've all been pretty straight. But um, it's more just like a lot of it's just like kind of getting to know you, getting to know your family, like what you do outside of footy, and then obviously. Um, yeah, chat a fair bit about your footy as well, but yeah, like the interviews, some of them entertaining depending on who it is. Um, some of them are a bit more serious, but you know, like we've talked about it a fair bit, but um, 
well, I'd pay money to be in one of Source's interviews. Like, he, he, he chats them up a fair bit, how, how much he gets them laughing. But, yeah, um, yeah, I reckon they'd be pretty funny for him. Yeah, um, you're pretty much just repeating yourself over and over. Yeah, um, yeah so you're a lot of just repeating stories and repeating information. But um, I didn't get too many curly ones. I actually didn't have any curly ones until my last one where I got stitched up a bit. I told um, a club that I didn't have any hard questions and then they, then they made an effort to ask me hard questions. So I got asked to do my split times for a 2K and like do the maths on the spot. Yeah, he could have done it, but yeah. I, was full, I was rattled. Um, and yeah, scrambling. <laughs> and then I also got asked to tell a joke. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, yeah, that's that like the, the worst. worst. That's yeah. the worst question yeah. you could ever be asked. Yeah, because I was, they, I, they asked how my friends would describe me. And I was like, oh, probably a good sense of humor. They're like, oh, you got a good sense of humor. Tell a joke then. I'm like, oh. that's awful. What did you tell them? No, nah, I was like, did you just fumble you for just like go, 30 nah, seconds? You just, go, you just go, nah, like, because if it doesn't come off, you just seem like a bit. Yeah. And it never does come never off. Does. Yeah, if, it, if you're forced to tell a joke, it never yeah, comes just, off. I think they just, they just throw questions like that just to see how you react and just to see if you get rattled or if yeah. you Did you get rattled? Oh, I'm not really. Nah, <laughs> I, ha- I handled it pretty well. Oh, I yeah. just, I just, yeah, I just played it off and said, no, nah, I got nothing for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as um, one thing I do want to talk about, you mentioned it. I, I heard from, not from Hazy, one of, one of the SA boys told me because I was asking about Hazy collapsing during that 2K, which was awful to, to yeah. see. Um, but apparently, the way it's set up, you guys had breakfast. You had a really long break, and then not until 20 minutes before the 2K where you offered lunch, which obviously not many people are going to take. Yeah. What's the setup like? Like a, a catering especially, you made that complaint. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, Ike's, well, all the boys were so nervous in the morning. Yeah. Um, like the whole two days, just building up to the testing. So it'd probably be easier if the testing was on the first day. But yeah, the whole two days was leading up to it. So the, a few of the WA boys just went to the cafe downstairs and didn't go to Marvel. So I don't know yep. what the spread was like at Marvel, but... Yeah. Couldn't, ima- oh, couldn't have went, imagined went to, Yeah I went to Marvel yeah. one morning It was it was pretty average Yeah like so The plates The plates are like side dishes So you yeah. get like You get like half a piece of toast on there <laughs> and, and maybe a bit of scrambled eggs If you're lucky But yeah, that was a bit, bit the same for dinner we, I guess. we just finished our test I was the last group to go through my testing So it was a pretty quick turnaround for the 2k So I, I didn't eat anything before So could, it was definitely getting a bit lightheaded So I could see Yeah um, Yeah I could see how the How that would have happened yeah, now, Ed, specifically you, when you're lining up for the testing gills, I guess, you know, I'm sure you would have wanted to be testing, but I'm sure at the same time when all the boys are there shitting their dacks, yeah. you maybe feel a bit better about yourself. Yeah. Oh, laughing. Yeah. Him, him and Sauce laughing the whole trip. Yeah, <laughs> no, you definitely would be. When you're lining up for that testing, like, you know, I guess it's pretty scary. Like, it's one of those moments where all eyes are on you. It's just you going. No one else is going for a lot of them. Like, what's it like when you have all those eyes on you and you're just waiting for them to say go? Yeah, well, for the for the vertical and the agility, this, it does, you can't look around. Some of the recruiters are just on their phones for a yep. bit of it, so it doesn't look like it's, too, it's not. Those ones aren't too bad. The twenty meters is probably the biggest one, um, and that, those nerves really affected you clearly. Oh uh, no, nah, well, I wasn't. I didn't get too nervous, but um, like you can tell that people are watching. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of, I can, it probably it went quiet before he went his last one. It yeah. was just silence. It, pro- it probably helps a fair bit though, like knowing people are watching. You know, it's like so. Yeah, I can. It probably helps. Um, but yeah. How'd you play it off when you found out you topped the twenty meter sprint? Did you like try play it off cool? Oh, he's strutting around. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't going to give a celebration or anything. Oh, <laughs> well, you're not going to hear. I'm not asking. <laughs> yeah. Just go up nah, to your within second and just throw it at them. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I didn't give anything. Okay, Elijah was bragging that he he just beat me in the agility, so I, t- I told him how he went um, in the twenty. In the twenty, so yeah, but just 
Oh, yeah, I bragged him to Elijah, but nothing more than that. Yeah, but you can do that to him, so, yeah. Yeah, now, as far as accommodation goes, how, how was that, you know, staying in Melbourne? Like, how much freedom did you have to to do whatever you want outside of it? How much of your day was consumed by having to do combine stuff? Yeah, I was, yeah, we're at, well, at the Seabull, so it was a two-minute walk to Marble, so it was it was pretty perfect location. Um, I was, I didn't get to do too much free time. On the second day, I was, I was pretty knackered, so I just went to the hotel room and had a, had a sleep because I was that tired. But, um, yeah, I think Gibbs had to travel around the city. Yeah, no, nah, because I had most of my interviews on the first day. So, second day I only had one interview and a little bit of media. So, after I'd finished the media, I kind of made sauce and Jed Adams went into the city and had a bit of a bit of a walk around, a bit of a gander. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like most nights, like once we leave Marvel, like because we didn't eat much, a whole lot of dinner there, we all went out for dinner usually. Um, went for a feed. To, to get a bit more bit more food in but yeah like they're pretty yeah they were pretty good with it all like once once you kind of had your interviews you're allowed to go walk around for a little bit and, you know go get something to eat or drink so yeah no it's pretty good yeah and as far as the media interviews go are they sort of like just the same old boring questions that you're just given the same sort of straight bad answers to and Ed I know specifically your brother actually interviewed you for one of them while I was yeah. doing everything he interviewed yeah. you was, was it all just the same sort of boring stuff every time the media came up to you um, I ha- I only had two interviews and I had one with my brother, but, um, yeah, so he managed to, s- he managed to get in there f- with SEN. Um, so yeah, I in- interviewed with him, which was hard to take serious, yeah. but, um, yeah, but then the, yeah, the other two, they were, yeah, they were pretty straight back questions. You kind of expect, expect the answer, the questions. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't too, wasn't too bad. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, um, like they kind of said pretty straight back. Um, they got, they kind of try like. They try for especially I did I did one with rookie May. They try yep. to spice it up a little bit, like ask yeah. who, who are like the three people you'd you wouldn't want to be with, like a desert island on, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, rookie me are dogs. They're asking Harry Barnett who he prefers, LJ or me. Obviously, said LJ. Oh. I just had to cop that one. There's nothing yeah. I can do about that. Jeez. Now we're a month out from the draft. You know, you look back on the year you've had and, you know, all you've done leading into this moment, how are you feeling now knowing that, you know, it's all over, it's all done, all you've got to do now is just wait for the next month? Um, well, I've got exams coming up, so I'm, I know, so I'm focusing on that a fair bit, so I'm not really thinking about the draft too much. Um, yeah, they're uni exams, but yeah, yeah, it's obviously good to get everything out of the way. Um, I didn't have a long season in terms of playing games, but it was a long season in terms of um, training and rehab. Um and yeah, but so it was definitely good to finish the toe K. It was a great feeling to know that I'm done um, and I can't do anything more. So um, yeah, so yeah, just sitting down and starting for uni, but I'll probably go away up to Exmouth to take my mind off it a bit. But um, yeah, I won't be thinking about the draft too much. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just a bit of a bit of a wait, waiting game at the moment. Um, yeah, can't can't do anything to kind of change things now. Yeah, it's been I guess for me a pretty pretty long year. Um, probably one to forget. In terms of not playing a whole lot of footy yep. and being being pretty sick and injured, but um, yeah, like I probably it's not on my mind too much. I guess probably be on my mind maybe a little bit when it comes closer. But yeah, I'll probably go away somewhere, and I've also got exams coming up, so put put a, put a bit more focus into that. Um, but yeah. Too much at the moment. Yep. Now it's absolutely important that we get exclusives here. Can you give us any exclusive of any clubs that seem extra keen on you? I don't know. It's kind of hard. They don't really give you much because, yeah. Um, yeah, like they're interviewing a lot of kids, so it's kind of hard to for them to be like, oh yeah, like we want 
we want you or like stuff like that because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so. I, th- I think each club interviews around 60 to 70 people. So, like, just because you're getting an interview, it's does, they're not, not giving you too much. Um, but, yeah, that, there's probably still pretty early days. That I don't, they won't give you too much until it's close to the draft, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Now, one final thing I don't ask before I let you go. You, you look back on everything you've learnt from this year. You know, th- there's so many lessons. And for both of you, you've had so many experiences, so many setbacks. You know, if you did your time again or you were to go back and redo something, is there anything you would change the way you approach? Obviously not, you know, not getting sick, not getting injured, but is there any anything you'd change to the way you approached the year or anything at all you did this year? Would you add anything to pre-season? What would you change looking back? Um, well, in pre-season, I think what the, one of the reasons I got my stress fracture, it was probably a bit because I grew, but I probably overtrained a bit. Um, I wanted to go into pre-season and train really hard and, get really fit that I might have overdone it a bit um, in terms of the running I was doing, which probably might have been a bit of the reason behind my stress fracture. So maybe just being a bit more smart with my training program and, um, yeah, probably just being more diligent in um, how I went about training and scheduled the program better so that I was still I was still at my peak fitness without um, overdoing it. Probably the biggest thing. Yeah, I guess just probably not taking it for granted because um, you don't know what's going to happen in the future, I guess. You know, once I came back from being sick and I was able to string a few games together and um, I thought, you know, I was going to be like that for the end of the season hopefully play some play some good footy and get, you know, most of the second half of the season in. But, you know, um, you never know what's going to happen and um, I probably took it for granted a little bit that I was kind of back to normal and, and healthy and feeling pretty good and, and playing playing some good footy and, yeah, obviously didn't probably end the way I wanted it. All right, well, boys, that's all I've got for you. Thank you both for coming on. Um, best of luck, obviously, with the draft. And, um, Ed, right after this, we're actually going to take each other on in a 20-metre sprint. How are you feeling about that? Oh, uh, I got the Burks on, but I brought the runners in the car, so I came prepared. Um, yeah, feeling pr- f- pretty confident. Um, I'll pr- I think I'll probably back myself here, I reckon. All right. I'll probably beat you. You'd beat me yeah. with your broken leg. Yeah. Did you not see me beat Darcy in the agility? <laughs> Mate, I've, I've knocked off Darcy in the agility. I'm looking to knock off Ed in the in the 20 metres. I reckon if I do that, I've got to be a shoe in to get drafted. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. It's about, as simple, really. yeah, it's about as simple as it goes. All right, we'll get to that then, boys. Boy, oh boy, wowee. What another amazing episode spent listening to some amazing people. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you check out the boys on Instagram and YouTube as well. It's been real. It's been good. It's been real good. Gussie out.